Good day and welcome to What's Happening MoCo, a podcast from your award-winning government television station, County Cable Montgomery. Now, here's your host, Derek Kenny. Good day and welcome to What's Happening MoCo. In today's episode, we talk with Jerome Fletcher. He's an Assistant Chief Administrative Officer for Montgomery County, Maryland. And he's going to talk to us a bit more about reopening. What does it mean for businesses, people, and for the county? Jerome, how are you today, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. All right. Now, we've talked quite a few times over the past year. We introduced your podcast, uh, Montgomery for Business. We've talked a bit about where we were in terms of resources for businesses and and what stage we were in for the reopening process. And it seemed like it was a, a bit of a slow process, but you were there throughout. And over the last just couple of months, you've been doing a series of town halls, letting businesses and residents know where we are as a county when it comes to businesses, resources, and reopening. So where let's just start off, just jump right into it and say, where are we now as a county in terms of reopening? Yes, absolutely. And first of all, let me thank you for being a partner and being there and helping us as we went through the journey. Uh, it's been a long time to get here. Where we are as a county is a very positive place right now. Uh, for the first time, our metrics have actually caught up with the state of Maryland's. Uh, we've always had a lag, but as, but as of last Friday, um, we passed the 50 percentile of fully vaccinated um, adults in Montgomery County, and that allows us to catch up with the state. So there was a two week period, because as we know, getting vaccinated, there's a two week um, lag period of making sure you're fully vaccinated and you're you're good to go. So we followed that formula. And as of next Friday, we will we will follow the state of Maryland's um, reopening restrictions. And that's lifting a lot. I think we will only be wearing masks indoors in closed areas. But other than that, uh, we will be following the state of Maryland. So yet again, all of last year, the, the key term was new normal, new normal, new normal. Now, here we are, May 2021, uh, going into June 2021, and we have a new normal yet again, mm-hmm. where we're not we're not required to wear masks everywhere or as much and we may not be required to social distance as much what are some of the limitations that are being reduced or removed um that we'll notice as residents move about the county right now so i think the main one you're going to see are capacity limits being lifted whether it's in uh, indoor dining, outdoor dining, um, you're going to see capacities being lifted for our performing venues. Um, these these quality of life features, you're going to see a huge change that's going to allow us to move forward. I really would take the time and tell everyone to just try to enjoy the next few weeks slash couple of months because we've been um, isolated and we've been dealing with the pandemic for quite some time that we really need to just stop and enjoy the summer months as much as possible. So please take advantage of it. Yeah. Now, that that sounds a little bit as if you're asking us to be cautiously optimistic or so don't get too happy, but enjoy the time coming up. Am I correct in saying that or? Did you hear it in my, you must've heard it in my voice. <laughs> so let me explain myself. Um, 
The reason why I want people to enjoy the summer is because when we come back for the fall, we're going to be talking about flu season and what does that mean and how does the virus interact with us in flu season without being um, as cautious as we were last year with the mass removals, with, you know, some of our distancing restrictions lifted. And then uh, you're also going to be talking about do we need booster vaccines to supplement the vaccine that most of us have already received. And those conversations are going to be serious and we're going to have to get through the cold weather months um, with that in our forefront of our minds. That's why I say, you know, so as summer is here and we've been pent up, we've been restricted, just take the time to get back out there and enjoy the quality of life that made you want to live in Montgomery County in the first place. Rediscover Montgomery County. We're going to try to have some promotional activities that will help guide your choices and get you re-excited about Montgomery County. But I urge everyone out there to please, uh, Reimagine the joy that you had in Montgomery County and do it all over again. That's incredible. And I know it's music to a lot of people's ears, especially business owners. What does this mean for business owners and what resources are still available for business owners that may be ready uh, to reopen and some that may need additional capital to gear up for the reopening of the county? Uh, what can they look to from the county? Yeah, good question. And so as we start the economic recovery for the county itself, there are still programs available that will help them out financially. And uh, two of those programs are being administered by our friends over at the Economic Development Corporation uh, over at um, thinkmoco.com. Uh, they have two programs. One program is a, a third phase of a restaurant relief program. So if you are a restaurant and you have not received any of their first phase one, two, or three programs, you can definitely apply now. If you have applied, I think you need to reapply, but you will be put back in the queue and it does not exempt you from this um, process as well. Uh, this Again, $10,000 back into the pockets of those who need it. We are administering state aid. I believe the amount of money was $3.9 million. And that is going right back out to this restaurant community because we do know and recognize whether it was indoor dining or the closing of restaurants, we have had a lot of businesses closed that will not be coming back uh, to Montgomery County. And we are going to have to react to that as a government to do our best to help out those who need it. There's also a grant program that they're administering for nonprofits, and that is uh, another key segment of our population and business economy that has suffered greatly. And our ability to infuse them with um, millions of dollars is going to be helpful as well. But this is only the beginning. Uh, some of the other efforts that we're working on is we're trying to isolate through data collection the exact um, targeted businesses that have been lost due to COVID in Montgomery County. And then we need a narrow focus so that we can target them so that we can see what industries do we want to bring back? What new industries are growing in Montgomery County? And what new industries are growing in the world that we may want to bring to Montgomery County? So we've got to pivot with the time, we've got to be adaptable, and we are we are poised to make sure that we listen to the data, follow our uh, voice of our community, and make sure that we build Montgomery County back stronger, quicker. Now, it sounds like a very thoughtful process, and, and of course it was. Now, let's look back, uh, and I think it's now we're at the point where we can look back, and this is almost a case study, and what we've done 
in response to the pandemic, um, especially um, in your case, from a business standpoint, give us, let's go back to, take us back to March of last year and take us through a few milestones of how the county responded to the pandemic in terms of um, restrictions or resources allocated to businesses or um, whatever, you know, um, over the last year or so up to now. Sure. So the first thing that were done were the, first of all, we closed down everything, which was necessary. But then when we started to reopen, we actually reopened at lower capacity, lower levels in the state. And we followed a very deliberate format. And on behalf of County Executive Mark Elrick, Dr. Travis Gales, Dr. Earl Stoddard, you know, they were the leaders that actually made sure that we kept Montgomery County's rate of infections, rate of deaths, and, and rate of transmission lower than those surrounding us, uh, definitely lower than the state and other states as well. You know, the goal for the pandemic was to save and preserve life. That was priority number one, and no one can make any mistakes about that. The recovery of the economy is something that we need to focus on now, and we tried to slowly focus on it while we were going through the process, but now we're just at a different point where things are got to the gotten to a place of progress that we can actually capitalize on. So going back to March and April, the first thing we did was infuse money into the um, community. We actually put out uh, over $70 million, over 6,000 businesses and various programs, whether whether they were the public health emergency grant program, art program, uh, reopening program, restaurant relief program, um, it, there was there was just a ton of programs that were geared towards helping the business community, small businesses, nonprofits, and everyone who needed it. And we knew that the need would far outweigh the resources. But you know, being reactionary over this last period of a year has been very helpful. I think that we helped a lot of people hold on, and hopefully now their doors can reopen and they can say that they survived this pandemic. There will be some that did not make it, and we want to also provide assistance to them through our business assistant, um, our poor business assistance um, center that we can give them technical guidance and assistance, even some legal guidance so that they can know how to pivot into their next project or their next venture. And ultimately, the goal should be for us to preserve the quality of life that we had before the pandemic. That's going to be tough. And the business community, whether it's through us who are and we've been great partners, or through some of our other business leaders, the partnerships that we've had with them in order to stay connected to the needs of the people have been very helpful. In this time, we've also learned about ourselves as a government, you know, how can we improve to be better? We were not perfect before the pandemic, we won't be perfect after it, but we should be better. We should leverage technology better, we should have more transparency, and we should be better listeners to what the community needs in order to be successful. Incredible. Great. Now, you mentioned you covered the whole year and you've been working diligently the whole the whole year with very little breaks. And uh, and I think I think your your efforts are appreciated and the the outreach efforts in particular, getting the information out to residents has been so different. And I guess the way that we worked has been quite different. How how has your work changed in terms of how you communicate with your peers um, with your leadership and then also with the businesses as opposed to pre-COVID. And even now, what, do you see things changing in terms of the way that you communicate? So I would answer that by saying 
we everyone uses the virtual platform now better than they did before the virus came in. That's something to be leveraged and taken advantage of. It's not ever going to replace in-person activity and what we need to be around people to be to make sure that we as humans have that contact that makes us all unique. Um, but you know the the virtual and technology um, components should be reviewed as a strength. But leadership is leadership. If you are a bad leader without technology, you're gonna be a bad leader with technology. So, you know, I'm always there just to say, remember um, your core values, you know, star, and make sure that you lead in a way that people wanna follow you. And that's always going to be a challenge. And, you know, I challenge, you know, the leadership of Montgomery just to make sure that they don't lose sight of that and give the employees what they need, which in turn will give the people and the businesses what they need, because it starts at the top. And we always wanna make sure that we are doing the best public service that we can. All right, and one of the great ways over the course of the last year, and even now, uh, as for information is to send people to websites. And of course, you can go to MontgomeryCountyMD.gov, and there's good direction to lead people to where they need to find information about the reopening, about COVID-19, about vaccinations. And then also you talked about the MCEDC. So let's talk about what that is, and then also provide their website, which I believe is thinkmoco.com. Yes, sir. Their website is thinklocal.com and the EDC is the Economic Development Corporation. They are the economic development arm of the Montgomery County government. Um, we do have a public-private partnership with them. Um, we do fund them, but they are in existence as the subject matter experts to guide the county through a strategic plan in order to get to where we want to be. Um, the pandemic has certainly forced us to create a different plan and a different pathway. But again, we we have to dedicate the right resources to getting us there and the right leadership to getting us there. And Ben Wu is their CEO. He's been there for maybe a year and a half almost, and he's done a great job while he's been there. He's been a continual partner with Montgomery County government and supporter of all the programs and all the people. And uh, you are definitely in very good hands at our Economic Development Corporation. They also partner with our internal resources of the business advancement team uh, led by Lori Boyer to make sure that we have uh, all the proper programs of our econo economic development fund in place to actually guide the businesses in order to get what they need. We have a phenomenal uh, small business navigator, Judy Stevenson, which in, in connection with uh, Lori, as well as Ben Wu and the EDC. So the partnerships are there. You know, we've built some great relationships over the years and we're all focused in the same direction and that's going to be positive for the recovery of the county. Excellent. And I guess I, I am admittedly a Montgomery County government employee and, and so are you, but I believe that the efforts to this point deserve a round of applause and I will I will give that and I'll, I'll, I'll assume that our, our listeners and uh, the residents that may see this will agree um, that as we go into Memorial Day weekend and as we are able to enjoy some freedoms over the next several months that we haven't had for over a year that we consider all the effort put in place and all the thoughtfulness put in place to keep us safe and put our, our lives and health first as we um, move forward strategically as a county. And thank you so much again just for being here and for sharing information as always. My pleasure, thanks for having me anytime and thanks for all that you have done. You've been a great partner uh, throughout this journey for me and I'm grateful. Thank you. And of course, always we thank you, the listeners, 
anyone that's watching and anyone that asks the question. We've gotten quite a few questions and we've tried to answer them. And we have a new partner for answering questions from the Montgomery County Police Department. So if you have questions about policing, if they're hard or they're easy, send those questions in to Derek.Kenny at MontgomeryCountyMD.gov. That's D-E-R-R-I-C-K dot K-E-N-N-Y at MontgomeryCountyMD.gov or comment wherever you see this video or just send me a email or a text and we definitely want to give you answers. So if you have questions about where the county is, what the county is doing, about our policing, about business, we have experts in place whose job it is to keep you informed. So until next time, be sure to ask the question, what's happening, MoCo? Because you deserve the answers. Thanks for listening and please subscribe.